Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Thursday, June 9th, 2022. Stand up for your country. What does that mean exactly? Stand up for your country. We have it on our mugs and we have shirts and hats and things like that. Say that. Uh, It means that um, if you believe, as I do, that the USA is a noble nation and you have people that are accusing America of heinous things that you challenge that peacefully, always peacefully, would you challenge it? You just don't let it go, whether it's a coworker, whether it's somebody in the dentist's office, politely, but you go, no. And you use as many facts as you can have and assemble to make your argument. That's what stand up for your country means. So President Biden's standing up for his country in Los Angeles at the uh, summit for the Americas. Doesn't mean anything. I mean, it's a dog and pony show, as the cliche goes. He's there today. Uh, That's fine. I have no problem with that. But it doesn't mean anything to our lives, okay? Um, What his position is, as far as our welfare, is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. And the president's position is that he can't help us. He can't help us. And it's pretty frightening. So let's go with the stats. Real clear politics polling average. That's a website. And they take all the polls and they add them up together. All right. For the month of June so far, disapprove. About 56% of Americans disapprove. Approve below 40. 39.8. This is the composite. A recent poll by Quinnipiac College that's in Connecticut uh, says that, mm, only 35% of Americans approve of the president's job performance, 56 disapprove. And the others, they, they really don't know what country they live in, so they can't answer any questions about it. Now, let me give you a historical perspective because this is important. So a 35% job approval rating is a disaster. Uh, Trump didn't hit that low. Uh, Harry Truman had a, an approval rating of 22% after he took over from uh, Franklin Roosevelt after FDR died. And it took a while for Truman to climb out of that hole. Richard Nixon, when he resigned, his approval rating was 25%. George W. Bush, after the economy fell off the cliff, 25%. And Bush was up uh, when the first Iraq uh, war began, not the first Iraq war, when the Iraq war began, Bush was up around 80 percent job approval. It went down to 25 because of the recession. Jimmy Carter was a disaster as a president, approval rating of 28. And Bush, the elder, approval of 29 because there was a recession during his term. Now, uh, President Biden, he, he admitted, he goes, I, you know, I, I don't know. We're not gonna. <laughs> he doesn't know. And he doesn't. At least he was telling the truth. He doesn't know how to solve any problem. And I uh, said, uh, you know, I'm doing a tour for Killing the Killers because of Father's Day coming up. And every radio show I go on and they're talking about Biden, I say one question, give me one thing. Joe Biden has improved in this country. And nobody can because he hasn't improved anything. But that doesn't stop him from telling us what a great job he's doing. Enter Jimmy Kimmel. Okay. So the last time that President Biden spoke with 
anybody of note, one-on-one, was a Super Bowl interview with Lester Holt of NBC News. Okay, so that was in early February. It's now early June. Don't talk to anybody. But Jimmy Kimmel is based in L.A., so uh, the president went on his program. Roll the tape. Our very special guest tonight is to aviator sunglasses what Tom Cruise is to aviator sunglasses. I'm proud to say I voted for him dozens of times. He is the reason we all got a cavity search tonight. Please welcome the 46th president of the United States, Joe Biden. that the first lady came along. Oh, she did. She just made the commencement speech at Los Angeles Community College. Yes. Oh, By the way, I'm nice. Jill Biden's husband. She's right there. <laughs> Welcome. It's wonderful to have you here. So if you're surprised by the ovation, don't be. They were deal made, and this happens all the time, whereby the crowd at the Kimmel program were all Biden supporters. It's not like random people showed up and got a ticket. No. It were all the Democratic activists in L.A. That's who was there. So it's not spontaneous. They stacked the crowd, seated the crowd is, is how they used it. Okay. And Kimmel himself, he's a liberal guy, likes Joe Biden. Uh, and it was a fairly serious interview. Okay. Um, but it dealt with uh, things that were in Biden's wheelhouse. And believe me when I tell you, the questions were known in advance. So the first one is about gun violence. Go. We, uh, <laughs> we were here in September of 2019. And one of the things we talked about at length was gun violence. And you said that we need to do something about this gun violence, particularly when it comes to our schools. And here we are a couple years later. We're halfway through this year already. There have been what, 27 shootings at schools? I guess, I mean, just to get into it, why haven't we done anything about this? Well, I think uh, a lot of it's intimidation uh, by the NRA. And uh, look, this is not your father's Republican Party. This is a, a MAGA party. It's a very different, a, a very different Republican Party. And, uh, and so you find people who uh, are worried, I believe, that if they vote for rational gun policy, they're going to be primary and they're going to they're going to lose in a hard right Republican primary. OK, so Biden's doing the same thing that conservatives do. Uh, conservatives say he's a captive of the far left. Uh, he's an extreme as president, which Biden is. And now he, he's using that saying, oh, we don't get any gun legislation because it's a MAGA party, far right party. All right. Politics as usual. And that's what it is. Now, Kimmel says, I voted for you dozens of times. Does that mean you live in Delaware, Jimmy? I, how, how does that happen? Or maybe he voted in the last election. Kimmel did dozens of times. If that's the case, then we need to know about it. Okay. Um, so now Biden falls back into rank propaganda when Kimmel asked him about the economy. Look, here's where we are. 
We have the fastest growing economy in the world, the world, the world. We have 8.6 million new jobs just since I got in office. Unemployment rates down to 3.6%. We've reduced the deficit last year by $320 billion. This year, we're going to reduce it by $1.7 trillion. Trillion dollars. Right. And so, we're the strongest economy, and that's allowed us at least to stay on top of and a little bit ahead of what's happening around the world. Okay, so that's just ridiculous, uh, but Kimmel doesn't know it. Um, and I'm not disparaging Jimmy. I kind of like Jimmy. He was respectful to me when he was on his program. Um, so Biden continues to say we have 8.6 million new jobs. Well, he takes it from when the economy was stalled completely in April of 2021 when COVID shut everything down. That's his starting point. All right, so it was massive unemployment then because everybody couldn't go to work, remember? And then they had a government had to send people checks so they could survive. That's where Biden starts. So now that COVID is pretty much over in the marketplace anyway, then he's adding that up, which is totally disingenuous. It's a sleight of hand. And then he says that we're cutting the deficit by $1.7 trillion. Well, you're not cutting anything. We have record government spending. What has happened is that the federal government now takes in $3 trillion in tax money. So we have the highest tax rates we've had in years. And corporations and individuals are paying the government an enormous amount of money. All right, so the deficit, because we have more tax money flowing in because of Biden's policy taxing everybody up to here, goes down. Do we all understand what it is? But, Jimmy, you can't expect him to. You can't. But Biden never sit for an interview with me in a million years because I just cut this stuff right to the quick. All right, one more, okay? Um, this is about inflation. Go. But here's the deal. You know, my dad used to say every, every family is a little bit of breathing room. If you take and look at all the costs that a family has on a monthly basis, it also includes health care, prescription drugs, child care, all those things. What I'm proposing we get, and I think we can get it done, I'm proposing that we, in fact, reduce the cost of those things. Okay, you're not going to get it done because it's socialized medicine. That's what Biden is saying. He's going to put government price controls on prescription drugs. Now, for some people, that is a good thing. Because prescription drugs are very expensive. But if you have Medicare and you have private health insurance, the insurance and the Medicare take care of a lot of it. But what Biden wants is for the government to run the medical industry. All right. Socialized medicine. So the government will tell the pharmaceutical companies, you charge this. That will dry up research and development. We're making, as we reported earlier this week, a lot of inroads in cancer fighting cancer. Well, that stops cold if the government is setting the prices for the pharmaceutical companies. Now, to be fair, a lot of the pharmaceutical companies gouge. And their rationale for that is, well, we spend so much money in research and development, we have to charge $11,000 for a dose to fight rectal cancer, which is what they're doing. And that's crazy. The government should have negotiating power in this, but socialized medicine in this country is not going to happen. 
although Biden would be fine with it. All right. So all in all, that interview with Jimmy Kimmel got the country nowhere. All right. It didn't advance anything. And it's not going to improve Biden's standing. He knew the questions in advance. They stacked the room with Democratic activists. You know, what can I tell you? I know how this all works. Um, I'm sure most of you didn't waste your time on it. Now, Colbert is worse than Kimmel when it comes to being a left winger. He had Robert De Niro on his program. Roll the tape. I know you have some anxiety about the state of politics in the United States. Having a new guy at uh, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, has that, have you sleep any better at night? Yes. <laughs> He's, uh, you know, he, he got us into calm waters. That was yeah. always the idea. Yeah. He's doing a very good job. <laughs> calm waters, uh, Bob? You know, maybe behind the gates that you, it's calm. Not calm anywhere else. Record high violent crime in many places in this country. There's inflation that's gutting the working class. I know you're wealthy, Bob. You don't have to worry about price of gas and food, but he's doing a very good job. Now, I did a radio commentary on this. Is uh, De Niro dumb? No. no. He's a good actor, so he can't be dumb. Is he lying? Not technically, because he, like many, believes what he wants to believe. So he believes that Donald Trump's the devil and anybody, including Biden, better than him. And he's never going to admit that his vote for Biden was a destructive vote to the country, which it was. Anybody who voted for Joe Biden has to know that Mr. Biden is hurting America. And, uh, you know, you can rationalize Trump. You can do this. You can do that. He's hurting it. And every working class person knows it because they got to pay the bills, unlike Bobby De Niro. He's got people to pay the bills. He's wealthy. So he doesn't feel the pain of ordinary people. But, you know, Colbert, this, that's not a comedy show. It's a late-night propaganda show. That's what Colbert is. He gets around 2.3 million people. Again, the same people who were in the Jimmy Kimmel audience will watch. But remember, Carson was doing 9 million. Letterman was doing double what uh, Colbert is doing. So people, they know. But De Niro, he's so arrogant, isn't he? He's so satisfied with himself. I will submit to you that if I interviewed Robert De Niro, um, he, he, at the end of the interview, he would be perspiring heavily. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus. Their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, 
they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get a extra 15% off by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com. Use promo code Bill at checkout. Okay, tonight, prime time, January 6th, a hearing. So uh, David Axelrod, you know David? All right, so he's on CNN today. And Axelrod's an honest man. He was Obama's consigliere, uh, very active Democrat liberal. And he said, uh, look, you know, they better have something new. This committee in prime time, they better have something or else it's not going to go well. So Axelrod doesn't know this, but I, O'Reilly, do know it. If you have something new, you leak a little bit of it out to pique curiosity of the potential audience. So they tune in to see what you have. There have been no leaks about this, what this is going to be. All right. Because I don't think they have anything. Now, uh, I'm going to give it 10 minutes. My staff is paid to watch the whole thing. I feel bad for them. I don't, I'm not expecting anything, but what I am going to do for you, the No Spin News viewer and listener, because we are on 100 stations now with the No Spin News, I'm going to tweet. All right. Um, shortly after, the thing runs from 8 to 10. All right. And I don't think many people are going to watch it. Six networks are carrying it. Only Fox is not. And Fox will win the night. Because people, they don't really want to see this. Um, anyway, here's uh, who's on the panel, if you care. Benny Thompson, the chairman from Mississippi. Zoe Lofgren from California. Adam Schiff from California. Pete Aguilar from California. Stephanie Murphy from Florida. Jamie Raskin from Maryland. Elena Loria from Virginia. Republicans Liz Cheney from Wyoming. And Adam Kinziger from Illinois. All right. So there they are, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is uh, Cheney's last stand. She will lose the primary, I predict, in Wyoming and then be hired by CNN. So you can expect Liz Cheney to have a starring role this evening. Now, there's another hearing on Monday morning, and we don't know who's going to carry it. I can guarantee that MSNBC and CNN will. I don't know if the networks will. are going to get waxed tonight. I don't know. We'll see. Okay, let's go to the corrupt media part 106. You already know it's a corrupt media. Why do I then do it, you ask? Why does O'Reilly do this so much? Because it's so outrageous that I want you to be ultra-informed about it. So as we reported yesterday, Chesa Bodine, the progressive district attorney in San Francisco, was fired by the people out there in a landslide. And uh, guess who reported it? Only NBC Nightly News, CBS Evening News and ABC News did not even report it. Here's another story that's frightening. So in Buffalo, New York, where the mass shooting took place a few weeks ago, there is an organization called Compass Care, Compass Care. And it's staffed by 11 female medical professionals, and it provides free services to anybody in Buffalo who want to know about their pregnancy situation. So they do all kinds of testing there, free, and they tell you what your options are for adoption 
and for abortion services. Okay, everybody got it? That's Compass Care. Well, on Tuesday of this week, a group tried to burn Compass Care down. Very few national outlets covered it, but the locals did. Roll the tape. I guess the resource center was attacked, and New York police are investigating after the attack and arson at Compass Care in Buffalo. Several windows were broken out. Rooms were firebombed. Someone spray-painted. Jane was here on the wall, the name of a pro-choice activist group. No arrests yet. The services continued today at an undisclosed location. All right. So the organization, the radical organization, Jane, was it Jane Says, Jane's Revenge, Jane was here, all of this. This is a radical organization. They're pro-abortion. They're taking credit for it. Now, just imagine if a pro-life organization bombed or firebombed a Planned Parenthood clinic. Lead story, front page, right? This, I bet you didn't know about it. I bet you didn't know about it. It's just shocking. It really is shocking what's going on. And, um, you know, this organization, it should be or um, under the, I mean, white supremacy. Well, what about Jane? What about Jane? And this is violence, right? What if somebody was in that clinic when it was firebombed? And Merrick Garland, the attorney general, are you worried about this? This is extremism, right? Uh, the only agency that mentioned it on national level is Fox. Justice Kavanaugh. So I'm going to give you an update on, on the story. A, a man, 26-year-old Nicholas Roski, R-O-S-K-E, from Simi Valley, California, that's north of L.A. He was arrested, and he had on his person all kinds of weapons and burglary tools and a knife. Um, and he was, uh, a cab dropped him off in front of Kavanaugh's home in Maryland. So U.S. Marshals are there. But Roski himself called 911 and said he was having suicidal thoughts and he had a firearm. And so Montgomery County, Maryland authorities responded along with the Marshals. They arrested him on the spot. And he's now in big trouble. He's charged with one count of attempting to murder or kidnap a U.S. judge punishable by up to 20 years in prison. Okay, so now it uh, becomes an issue of is Chuck Schumer, who made the threat against the Supreme Court justices, you all remember that, is he responsible, Schumer, the Senate Majority Leader, for this Roski showing up? Roll the tape. And then we have... Chuck Schumer, when all the protests were happening in front of justices' homes, are you comfortable with the protests that we saw outside the homes of Supreme Court justices over the weekend? And Chuck said yes. Well, now we have this issue of this guy looking to kill Brett Kavanaugh, uh, in part because of this leaked abortion draft. Yeah. Um, Is there a connection in your mind? No. I don't think it's fair to blame Schumer as irresponsible and terrible as he is. He has led to. We, we, we actually agree country. again. You have to hold people accountable. Yeah, they However, and they did this to you. All right, they did this to me on the abortion tiller thing in Kansas. I had nothing to do with it. All right, so you'll remember that uh, the abortion doctor, which we actually 
reported accurately about. Uh, he was aborting babies for any reason at any time for $6,000. He was assassinated, and they blame me. Far left blame me. So I can't blame Schumer. But, and Hannity agrees, which was interesting, because I thought he might dissent from that. But what is true for Schumer in particular is that Schumer does divide the nation in a dangerous way. He's such a partisan, Schumer. He's so unreasonable, and so is Pelosi. They're so hateful, and that's the word. They are both hateful against people with whom they disagree. Now, that gets through to the loons. Hate gets through. So Schumer isn't responsible for this guy, but he is responsible for spreading hatred. Am I wrong? I don't think so. So the House uh, voted to uh, set a minimum age of 21 for buying semi-automatic weapons. All right, that has passed. Three Democrats, no, three Republicans voted for it in the House and two Democrats voted against it. Five Republicans. Five Republicans voted in favor of this, raising the minimum age to 21. Two Democrats voted against it. It will not pass the Senate. So this is just another Pelosi gambit, all right? It's not going to pass the Senate. Now, I say kick it to all the individual states. In a state like New York, with the city being 8.5 million population, if you want to say 21 to buy an AR, I don't have a problem. But Wyoming is totally different. So is Montana. So is Idaho. So are the less populated states. And you may need an AR to protect your family. All right, so let the states do it. But here's the interesting thing. There is another piece of legislation in the House that would have a law whereby you could not protest in front of the home of any Supreme Court justice. Pelosi is holding that law up. <laughs> you know, it's just like this. So anyway, I was on the Mark Levin program yesterday uh, in support of Killing the Killers, which is a great Father's Day gift. And I was telling um, Mr. Levin, who was very kind to have me on, that there is a uh, comparison between how the government handled al-Qaeda and ISIS overseas and the gun violence problem here because Americans were being killed in both areas. So there's a commonality in 9-11 attack and other terrorist attack with gun violence. There's a commonality. Okay? Roll the tape. Let's segue into the gun situation. Now, you can have all the red flag laws, all the gun bans, all the 18 to 21 prohibitions you want. That is not going to solve the gun violence problem. The solution is for Congress to do exactly what it did in the Patriot Act. Federalize all gun crimes. So you're walking into a bodega or a 7-Eleven, or a Hardee's, and you have a gun and you commit a robbery, the local and state authorities turn you over to the federal attorney. You are tried in a federal court. You are convicted of any gun crime, including possession, illegal possession of a weapon, mandatory five years in a federal penitentiary. That will stop much of the gun violence because the cops locally know who the gang members are, know who's carrying. 
Did you know, Mark, that 90% of gun crimes in New York City, where I am, 90% the people who commit those crimes, who are arrested, are out on either no bail or low bail. 90%. They let the gangbangers right out the door. All right, let me test some of this. Let me test some of this. All right. First of all, I'm not sure I agree with this. What makes you believe that a corrupt Merrick Garland that won't even charge Democrats half the time, that's going after parents, would do as you say, why would you want that kind of man to have that kind of power? Okay, but Merrick Garland's not going to be there much longer. But he's there for four years. But I don't think we, I think that the Congress has a responsibility to make the most effective laws possible. Now, I know where Mr. Levin is coming from. He does not trust the federal government, all right, particularly under a Democratic administration. He doesn't trust them, and he's right not to trust them. When you look at what happened to Peter Navarro compared to what happened to the Obama attorney general, both charged with the same crime, contempt of Congress, okay, if you look at how they treated Navarro as opposed to how they treated Holder, Eric Holder, it's ridiculous. It's corrupt. It's not equal justice under the law. I understand it, okay? And it's a valid point that Mark Levin doesn't want to empower the federal government to have control over all gun crimes. But that is the only way the madness stops. There's no other way. Now, you remember when the Patriot Act was passed six weeks after 9-11, okay, and signed into law by President Bush the Younger, many conservatives and most liberals objected to the Patriot Act because it enhanced the power of the federal government. The Patriot Act worked. And if you read Killing the Killers, you will see how the power of the USA is being used against ISIS, Al-Qaeda, and the killers overseas. If we didn't have the Patriot Act, we couldn't do that. We couldn't assassinate them, attack them with special forces. But we are allowed to because we passed the law. The gun violence thing is very similar. Now, I know it's not perfect because in Chicago and, and other places, New York, L.A., the locals, they won't cooperate the federal government, just like they're not cooperating on immigration law. But that doesn't mean Congress shouldn't pass it. Because it's the only solution. You have got to put people who use guns in crimes in prison. That's it. Now, the loons who shoot innocent children in schools, you have to make it harder for them to do it. But you're never going to stop it because there are 400 million guns in circulation right now. And finally, all I want is to protect law-abiding gun owners. I don't want the government intruding on you. You should have the protection you believe you need for yourself and your family. That's what I want. I don't want Washington or Albany or any state capital defining what kind of protection you should have. But the only way to get that is to punish the criminals using firearms. Right now, the left wants to go after the law-abiding people. So I hope everybody understands that. Anyway, it was a very interesting discussion with Mark Levin. We have it posted on BillOReilly.com, uh, the whole thing, and uh, the Hannity thing, too.
Okay, Uh, NBC reporting that very secretly the Biden administration is going to take even more migrants and fly them at taxpayer expense all over the country in the middle of the night. All right, this is what NBC is reporting. Quote, put it up on the screen, please. The Department of Homeland Security plans to transport migrants awaiting immigration proceedings from U.S. cities along the southern border farther into the interior of the country, beginning with Los Angeles in the coming weeks, according to internal documents obtained by NBC News. The plan would alleviate overcrowding along the border, where record number of border crosses have overwhelmed the capacity of shelters in some cities, Times Leading Customs and Border Protection, or CBP, to release immigrants on the street to fend for themselves, unquote. The three cities immediately impacted by this secret, okay, Situation is L.A., as mentioned, Albuquerque, New Mexico, Houston, and Dallas. So this is pretty bad. And now we have 10,000 people marching toward the border. Just another brick in the Biden wall. Shrinkflation. So uh, now a lot of the food companies are getting nervous because they are priced out. So they're shrinking the packages down, giving you less for the same amount, not raising the prices, but putting more, uh, putting less in the packages. Some examples, honey bunches of oats. All right. They're down from 14, five ounces to 12 ounces. Folgers coffee. um, They're down from 51 ounces a jar to 43. Haribo gold bears. I guess that's a candy uh, gummy bears. They're down uh, four ounces in their package. Bathroom tissue, Angel Soft, 425 sheets. Uh, that goes down to 320. That's a pretty big drop. Okay, same price. They're not lowering the price. Kleenex, um, 65 to 60 in the Ultra Soft boxes. Now, I could go on, but that's what it is. So you go to the grocery store and the price hasn't gone up that much, but you're getting far left. It's a little deception. JetBlue disaster continues. If you're flying uh, Wednesday, yesterday, 38% of JetBlue flights delayed. 38%. Delta, 19%. Fly the same routes. This day in history, June 9th, 68 AD. That was 1,954 years ago. Emperor Nero dies. Good. This is one of the most brutal human beings of all time. So, at age 17, he became the Roman emperor, all right? And he immediately began a reign of terror. He killed his own mother for allegedly plotting against him. He murdered his sister, suffocated her in a steam bath. He beat his pregnant wife to death. He married a man who he had castrated to be a woman. Then he destroyed Rome and it caught on fire. That's where Nero fiddled while Rome burned came from. Only the fiddle wasn't invented for another 800 years. So (laughs) that's ridiculous. Anyway, Nero ruined the Roman Empire. There was a rebellion. And then Nero had his assistant stab him to death at age 30. And he died 1,954 years ago today. 
talking about burning. I think Nero uh, might be in that place right now. All right, Mel, coming up in a final thought about Father's Day at the O'Reilly household. Everything is expensive these days. You know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, let's go to the mail. Mark Rablice. Beau Bridge, Louisiana, Cajun country. O'Reilly, you often state the answer uh, to the gun problem is to federalize gun crimes. My question is, how many gun crimes and which ones are not federalized? All of them except moving illegal guns across state lines. Then you run up against the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms. So say you smuggle guns in from Mexico, all right, the cartel guns, and you move it from Arizona to Idaho, federal offense. But if you take that gun in Arizona and you use it to hold up a bodega, that's a local offense. Okay, Wayne, I tell these DAs, especially the people in Chicago and New York, don't yell about needing gun laws when you aren't willing to enforce the ones you have. Excellent, Wayne. That's exactly right. Cheryl Barkley, Lake Elmore, Vermont. Hey, Bill. Are you able to explain why George Soros hates this country and the police? Why not just leave Mr. Soros if you hate it so much? I cannot explain that, Cheryl. He's a radical leftist. That's all I can tell you. I haven't analyzed him. He doesn't make public statements. Jim Knox, Jacksonville, North Carolina. I get angry when I hear you say, O'Reilly, that Trump is polarizing. The biased coverage of Trump intentionally made him appear polarizing. Trump supporters love the fact that he stands up in a confrontational way. Okay. Judy Seward, Rochester, Minnesota. The history tour interviews with President Trump gave me hope that he could discipline himself and act presidential. He is a polarizing figure and his behavior must change if he wants to be president again. So there's a lot of difference of opinion here. Janet, it is literally impossible to find common ground and unity between the progressive liberals and America first voters. 
Whoever runs in 24 will be polarizing. And the press will make it that way. But Donald Trump is a confrontational guy. And the question is, does he have to be that confrontational in another run? That's the question. Michael O'Hara, Marco Island, Florida, nice town. Is there nothing we can do to make Biden open the pipelines and decrease regulations to produce more gas and oil? No. It's elected. Can't make him do anything. Julia Everett, Saratoga Springs, New York. Bill, as you may know, homeowners living in New York are receiving a check from Governor Hochul for property tax relief. Should I cash it if I disagree with her politics? Absolutely, Julia. Cash that check. You're getting hosed by the state. They're taxing you up to here. If they send you anything, cash it that day. Stan, another contributor to the downfall of network and cable news is the obnoxious amount of advertising. I appreciate the fact, Bill, that you limit the ads on the no spin news, which we do. We saw a lot more ads. We're not going to do it. We've got too much important stuff to tell you about. Like Father's Day coming up, killing the killers. You buy it from us, you get killing them off free. Yay. And that's because of inflation. And that was my idea. You'll give you killing them off if you buy killing the killers on BillOReilly.com for that. And also throwing this mug right here. You can't see it on radio, but I'm holding a Stand Up For Your Country blue mug, made in America, best mug in the world. Give Dad the books, give Dad the mug. He will like you. Word of the day. Do not be a poltroon, perhaps my favorite word of all the words we do, P-O-L-T-R-O-O-N. Back with a final thought about Father's Day here in a moment. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Father's Day, a week from Sunday. And uh, I get a call from one of the urchins. I got two. And she says, uh, hey, Dad, can we take you out to dinner on Father's Day? I thought that was very nice. And I said, sure. And there's a little silence. And I said, are you guys going to pay? And then there was a lot of silence. So it turns out the urchin's plan is to take me out for Father's Day dinner at a nice restaurant. But I'm getting a check. (laughs) Now, both of them are working for the summer because they have to. They have to work. All right, and I had some whining about it, but that's too bad. I know you're studying in school and all of that, but it's summer, and you got to work. Why? Because I want a work ethic in this family. I work really hard. I don't have to. So they do. And they're earning money. In one case, pretty good money. 
Not coming my way. Not coming my way. But I consider myself lucky that the urchins actually understand Father's Day is coming and do want to sit down for a meal because they're all over the place. These kids are all over the place today. You know that. If you have older teenagers and stuff, everywhere. Um, so I said, all right, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna, i pick up the tab. Um, and you can, you can have uh, whatever you want, even lobster, <laughs> which I, they don't rub it in. They do get appetizers. When I went out to dinner with my father, no appetizers. That was the rule. No. You get a little entree, no appetizer. <laughs> and the drinks then weren't expensive, so I might get a Sprite back then. Now, you order Sprite's four bucks. But who's counting, right? So Father's Day coming up a week from Sunday. You know, think about Dad. Plan out something nice for him. Get him some nice gifts, as we just mentioned. And uh, Dad's important. Did a radio commentary today. Fathers are ultra important. Thanks for watching and listening to the No Spin News. New column on Sunday noon. We'll see you soon.